Greetings, Tucker Carlson followers. Bill O'Reilly here, letting you know that independent news is very important. Like Carlson, I have my own operation, my own flagship program, The No Spin News. The corporate media is not being honest with you. You know that. On The No Spin News, we offer honest analysis and bold commentary you will not find anywhere else. Also, we help you navigate through the propaganda and the outright lies. We offer the No Spin News broadcast in a podcast form and invite you to follow the BillOReilly.com podcast feed. Here's an example of what you'll hear when you listen to the No Spin News. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. The reason that Florida is a successful state at this point in history is that it offers opportunity, more opportunity than California, for example, which has a benign climate, um, not as hot as Florida, but in the same realm. So Florida is a place where you can go and you can succeed if you work hard. The government kind of tries to stay out of your way there, whereas California is the opposite. Certainly where I am in New York is, is the opposite as well, which is why hundreds of thousands of New Yorkers are moving to Florida, because there's kind of a New York culture on the East Coast of that state. But the downside of Florida is it's awful hot. And I taught high school there for two years, and it was an inferno down there. My classroom didn't have air conditioning. I couldn't write on the blackboard with chalk because the humidity was so thick. That's how bad it was. It hasn't gotten any better with the global warming. And the second thing is the storms. So you're always going to get them. Uh, and then your insurance rates are, are sky high. So there's no perfect place, all right, in the world. There are better places. And, of course, uh, at this point, Florida is a state that is rapidly increasing its population. Tonight, we'll begin with the danger posed by the progressive movement in this country. That is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. First of all, not all Democrats or liberals are progressives. So people don't know the difference and, and, and they lump everybody in uh, to the same uh, bowl of soup, but they're not. A progressive person is someone who believes America is not a good country. It's fundamentally flawed. It goes all the way back to the founding fathers, who the progressives believe were white supremacists, based on slavery and a number of other things. Okay, so if you're a progressive American, you want a wholesale change in this country. You want to wipe out most traditional values. That's the difference. There are liberals who don't like conservative pr principles or whatever, but they don't want to wipe out everything. Progressive movement does. Now, the reason a progressive movement has taken over the Democratic Party, and it has, and they have the perfect president in Biden who is so hapless, H-A-P-L-E-S-S, -S, he'll do anything the progressives tell him to do. Because Biden has no principles, no values, no belief system. He is a man for no seasons. The reason that the progressives have taken control of the Democratic Party is money. 
So you all know George Soros. You all know hundreds of millions of dollars that he pumps in to help progressive candidates all over the country. You might know about Mark Zuckerberg, the Internet baron, who pumped $400 million into the 2020 presidential election. And nobody knows where that money went or what it did. That's the big election scandal. That's what Trump and his acolytes should have been zeroing in on rather than Adobe voting machines. Zuckerberg put $400 million into selected counties through political action committees to do what? Where's that money? Who got it? No investigation at all. First thing a Republican president should do is put a special counsel on the 2020 election with Zuckerberg as number one. Okay. There are other progressives that you don't know. A man named Fred Eichaner, chairman of NewsWeb, whatever that is. Carla Jurvetson. Um, physician in Los Altos, California. These are multi, multi-millionaires that donate millions and millions of dollars to progressive causes. And there are a legion of them. So if you are Alvin Bragg in New York City, Kim Fox in Chicago, on and on, the prosecutors that won't enforce the law, chances are progressive money puts you in that job. Okay. Um, the next thing is open borders. That's huge for the progressive movement. Because as I said, they believe that the country is run by corrupt white racist men. <clears throat> That's what they believe. They want to flood the zone with millions of foreign nationals who would vote against, theoretically, those white men. <clears throat> That's what's coming in. That's why they want an open border. Change the power structure. Not going to happen overnight, but it will happen eventually. They believe, the progressives believe. That's why you have open borders. Okay? Two, diminish religion by making organized religion seem corrupt and seem to be human rights violators. So if you're a woman and you're Catholic, the Catholic faith is violating your rights as a woman to abort a fetus at any time. That's the progressive line. Diminish any kind of religion, any kind of judgments about right and wrong. Revisionist education. Get the urchins. Get them as young as possible. All right, teach them about stuff they can't possibly understand. Trans, gay, whatever it may be. But also teach them that their country's evil. That George Washington was a slave owner, which he was. Okay? But that wipes out Washington. He didn't do anything good. Nor did Jefferson, nor did Abraham Lincoln. No, they're all bad. That's revisionist history. That's what progressives want in the schools, okay? We're evil. And then the minorities. So the progressives need to have the minority vote. And they have it. They have it. Because they sell black people and other minorities that the white racist power structure is hunting them down and hurting them, keeping them down, keeping them on the plantation. And a number of African-Americans absolutely believe that, and it ties into the progressive district attorneys that won't enforce the law because it's not the fault of the black criminal that he or she is hurting another American. 
It's society's fault. But we're not putting them in jail. We don't care if they sell heroin. We don't care if they hold up a bodega with a gun. They're not going to jail because not really their fault. It ties in with this blacks and other minorities are persecuted by the American system. So therefore, they shouldn't be punished for any crimes at all. All right. The next one is the economy. Now, this is big. So progressives want a socialist economy. What does that mean? It's not communism. I get a lot of mail, communist, communist, communist. Communism is forcibly taking property, private property. That's what Castro did. It's what Mao did. It's what Stalin did. Every communist country takes your house, takes your property, takes your bank account. Socialism is different. Socialism is a big government which has all the power. So the states don't have any power. The Washington, D.C. government tells the corporations what they can and can't do. No free marketplace. Okay? Wages, this is what you pay. Prices, this is what you can charge. Uh, All kinds of regulations on everything. That's socialism. Okay? That's what progressives want. And then finally, they want the United States not to be the world superpower. They want us to be like every other country. So Uganda and the USA, the same. This is called the one world philosophy. Progressives love that. We shouldn't have any kind of power here. We should give it all up and be a one world concern. So when you add all of that up, all of these things that I've just told you, this is a horrendous circumstance. Do you think most Americans understand that? Do you think that most Americans understand that Joe Biden is a pawn of the progressive movement? That all of the things the progressive want, Biden is trying to implement? All of them. You think they understand that? They don't. Unless they watch the No Spin News and listen to me. And that's a memo. Okay. There's a new book out that caught my attention. It's called Woke Proof Your Life a handbook on escaping modern political madness and shielding yourself and your family by living a more self-sufficient, fulfilling life. The author is Teresa Mull, who joins us now from Washington, D.C. Teresa also writes, the assistant editor of The Spectator World, the oldest magazine in the English language. Wow. (laughs) All right, so um, I got a number of questions. Obviously, I wouldn't have you on if I didn't have a number of questions. What's woke in your opinion? Woke is everything you just described that the progressives are trying to push. What I write in the book is that it is a socio-political ideology that is characterized by the manipulation of noble goals uh, by radical progressives for the control and destruction of society. It's basically just radicalized progressive progressivism. It's really nothing new about it. I've been saying also that it's pretty much um, political correctness on steroids. It's the same progressive agenda that we've seen for decades now. It just has some updated language to go along with it to confuse people, act as smoke screens. And um, it's, it's also been accelerated, I, I think, in the last few years, especially since COVID. Okay. 
Why do you think some Americans embrace the woke ideology? You go to any major college and you're going to see the students and a lot of the professors being woke. Why? Why? Do, what's in it for them? I think because the woke masterminds and the puppet masters, as I call them, are so um, good at selling wokeness as something that sounds nice. You'll notice the terms they use are very vague. They are noble, as, as I said in the definition, they're noble goals, diversity, equity, inclusion, these things are good. Of course, Black Lives Matter. Uh, you look at the LGBT movement, it's always uh, rainbow flags and parades and happy things. So these are uh, mere smoke screens that the woke use, uh, purposely confusing language. Even the term woke itself is confusing to a lot of people. And they, they do this on purpose because um, unless you think about what they're actually trying to accomplish and pull back the curtain a little bit and see what the fruits of wokeness actually are, they're all rotten as I go through in the book, um, you might be taken in and a lot of people are. Um, okay. Unless, unless you're paying attention. Give me one really rotten thing that has come out of the woke movement. Really rotten. Yeah, I would say the transgender movement is the most rotten of all because it's uh, specifically targeting children. I cite a statistic in the book that shows how the internet and social media is uh, such an easy way that children are being taken in by transgenderism and mutilating themselves and taking hormones and doing all these things. They're very attracted by this. And why though? Uh, why why would sure. I, I never in my life wanted to be a girl, okay? And all the girls I know never wanted to be boys. Mm -hmm. So where did this come from? This kind of like just descended on earth from Mars or something. How did this come about? Yeah, the, I mean, the, the homosexual movement has been um, progressing uh, <laughs> for years now. And the the younger that the, the progressives can get to our the next generation, the younger they can start to their perversion. But and why do progressives want transgen more transgender people? Why, why? What difference does it make to them? I think that they rely on a mentally compromised society because it's easier to control people who are depressed and anxious and empty and lonely, which is uh, another, you know, set of woke, uh, rotten woke fruits that we see coming about through everything that they do. Everything they touch is a poison and makes people more and more miserable. And the more miserable you are, the more you're looking for answers, the more you're looking for an identity to use one of their favorite terms. So, um, you know, if you can convince somebody that they, the gender that they're born with is not, is not actually what they are. If you can get somebody to believe something as fundamentally untrue as that, then you can control everything they do. So, yeah, well, it's anti-tradition. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's a, another anti-tradition. You don't have to be a boy if you're born a male. You don't have to be a girl if you're born a female. We don't believe in any of that anymore. We don't believe in any religion. We don't believe in any God. We don't believe in any of that. It, it, it all ties in. But mm -hmm. at this point in history, most Americans don't buy this stuff. And you see that in the Bud Light thing. You saw it in Target. Once the American people lock in on something very easy to understand, and you, it couldn't be easier when you have a, a trans person uh, pushing Bud Light, then they rebel against it in big, big, big numbers, okay? So I don't think that the progressive movement, I think it's maybe 20% of the population. The problem is that 
most Americans are apathetic and they don't understand really what's happening to the country now. And I don't know how to solve that problem. I agree. Well, I think it starts with getting back to the, the root of things, which is our country was founded upon Christianity, Judeo-Christian values and belief in God. And you see the less people believe in God, the more wokeness has been. Yeah, but you can't impose that belief. Nobody can impose. Our government is a secular government, a secular country. And I write about this in my upcoming book, Killing the Witches, um, that there was a struggle whether the United States was going to be a Christian nation, literally, or a secular nation. And it, it started in Salem. So anyway, but today, you're right. I mean, if you are a traditional American, religion helps you. But right now, we're a secular country. I don't see us coming back to being a religious country ever again. Do you? You. I'm an optimist and um, I have faith that um, enough people still cling to Christianity and still see the value of it. And I think actually we'll get to a certain point where um, I think this is kind of a silver lining of how how extreme and wicked the woke movement and the progressives have become that people will actually see, you know, Maybe, and but if you, how if, bad it is. If you just limit it to Christianity, you're eliminating Jews, Muslims, uh, Hindus, and others. So that might, you know, your message might be diluted if you just limit it to Christianity, no? Perhaps, yeah. I mean, faith in general, any sort of faith that has the same sort of principles of treating others as you would like to be treated. Yeah, and sure. Judeo-Christian philosophy. A... Absolutely. Right. I, and I hope we do get that's back beyond to that. yourself and that something else is in charge and that you are not the be all, that you are not a God as as the first sin in the Garden of Eden. That was the temptation to make yourself like gods. And that is exactly what the woke are embracing. So getting back to believing in something higher than yourself and in serve of service, the value of service to one another. I think that message what our country needs to get back to. And we would not have uh, abolished slavery. We would not have defeated the uh, totalitarians in World War II, and we would not have become the most powerful nation on earth economically if we did not have Judeo-Christian philosophy, and now it's eroding very quickly. The name of the book is Woke Proof Your Life, Teresa Mull, so we uh, recommend you checking it out. Thanks, Ms. Mull, for being here. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Okay. President Biden's schedule today did nothing, essentially, uh, made some remarks on Maui. He's uh, taken off for a long weekend uh, at Rehoboth in uh, Delaware. I don't really know when he's going yet, but, uh, you know, we don't know what he's doing. He may go to Pittsburgh on Labor Day. Uh, who knows? Not working hard. All right, impeachment. So you remember that Donald Trump was impeached because he made a phone call to the president of Ukraine asking the president of Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden for um, things that Biden did as vice president within Ukraine, the Burisma stuff with Hunter Biden. And now it turns out that Biden may get impeached for the Burisma stuff. Is that ironic or what? So Trump's impeached because he made the call now, Biden might get impeached because he did interfere with Ukrainian politics in the Burisma situation. 
He did. There's no doubt. Proof is there. So will the Republicans attempt to impeach Joe Biden this fall? Here's Jim Jordan. I do think it's looking more and more likely that we move to what's called an impeachment inquiry phase of our oversight investigations um, relative to the to the Bidens and, and frankly, the DOJ. OK, so what's an impeachment inquiry? It's simply investigation. That's all it is. So um, the Republicans are saying now anonymous sources. I don't like that. A CBS News reports is a significant amount of new evidence is going to be introduced in September. I do believe that, okay, but I hate to do the anonymous source thing. Um, Merrick Garland is set to to testify in front of the House Judiciary Committee uh, on September 20th. And all Garland's going to do is say, oh, I can't comment if the investigation's ongoing. That's all he's going to do. But it'll be humiliating for him. McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, he's backing the impeachment inquiry. Now, the question is, do I, your humble correspondent, think Joe Biden's going to get impeached? The odds at this point are that he will get impeached. I understand the charges that will be brought against him will be bribery. It's not that the Republicans can prove he took money. But it looks like they have a tremendous amount of circumstantial evidence that he took services. Biden took services from his son and brother, which means everything, all his bills were paid by the corporation. That's what I'm hearing. Can I confirm it? No, but I'm putting this on tape now because there's a good chance that will happen. Okay, total federal debt. Under President Biden, 32 months in office, $5.1 trillion. He's run up the debt, $5.1 trillion. Astronomical spending. He's buying votes. Under Trump, four years, $2.5 trillion debt. Under Obama, eight years, $4.1 trillion. So in 32 months, as opposed to eight years, Biden has spent a trillion dollars more than Obama. And then Bush, even though Bush fought the Iraq war and had 911 fallout, 1.1 trillion was all that Bush the younger added to the national debt. So the spending from Washington to buy votes is now at a level that's what they call unsustainable. We, the United States, will go bankrupt if Joe Biden is reelected. Okay, Rudy Giuliani, a judge in D.C., has ruled that he defamed two women, Andrea Moss, a Georgia election worker, and her mother, Ruby Freeman, a former Georgia election worker. So what does this mean? Um, It means that it goes to a jury to set damages in D.C. Giuliani will have to pay that said from the very beginning, because I've been doing this a long time, if I report something, I better have the evidence to back it up. If I single out a person and say that person did X, which is why I'm very careful about Joe Biden, even though I can say whatever I want about Biden because he's a public figure. 
These women were not public figures. The Giuliani said X, Y, and Z about it. The Giuliani's going to have to pay. He'll appeal, but he'll lose. Got to have verifiable evidence. Have to. And we live in a country now that doesn't really care much about that. Press doesn't. All allegations are convictions. California, this is an amazing story. Monterey uh, County, one of the most beautiful counties in the country. All right, the Spreckles Union School District has to pay Jessica Conan, single mother, $100,000 because the school where her daughter Alicia was attending, 11 years old, was allowing Alicia to use a boy's bathroom, was calling her by male pronouns, and was allowing her to socially transition from a girl to a boy. And the mother didn't know anything about it. Mother sued the district. District settled with her $100,000. California. Okay. Canada warning LGBTQ travelers that if you come to the United States, bad things might happen. Justin Trudeau, as woke as they come. Um, we're all over the world. And, you know, if you're gay and you're living in Canada right now, watching or listening to me, you don't have anything to worry about here. You'll have a great time if you come to the USA. Nobody will bother you. Okay? You got just as much chance of being bothered in Saskatchewan as you do in Alabama. Smart life. We want you to live as long as possible. We do. So there's a study from uh, Boston University School of Public Health. I went to Boston University. All right. It says that Americans are age-specific death rates are higher than 21 other wealthy nations, okay? So people are dying in the United States quicker at an earlier age than 21 other countries. And they go on to list, BU is a very woke school, very left-wing school at this point, gun violence, environmental pollution, economic inequality, food insecurity, workplace safety. Um, where's the drugs here? They do say opioid epidemic, but that's fairly recent. So the reason that Americans die young-er is because they don't take care of themselves. And that have anything to do with food insecurity. have anything to do with environmental stuff. have anything to do with that. Okay? You can be healthy and poor. Depends where you live, depends what you want to do. But if you don't have a lot of money, that doesn't mean you can't jog. That doesn't mean you can't only eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. It's cheaper to eat fruits and vegetables than it is the processed garbage that's killing you. The big thing, the reason why Americans are dying more than other countries, all right, is the drugs and the alcohol. That's why. You start using drugs as a teenager and you continue using them, you start drinking when you're 14, 15 and you continue drinking, you're going. It's not a matter of if, it's just when you're going. I mean, these OD deaths, that stat, it's about 120,000 now a year of Americans who die from drug overdoses. It's really about a million because your heart erodes, your liver erodes. You take an opiate, it's destroying you. Same thing with alcohol. You're drinking every day. It's destroying your liver. 
destroying it. Your whole body, your immune system collapses. And we are, the United States, the biggest consumer of drugs in the world. Okay, you've been warned. You want to die young, take your drugs, drink your booze. This day in history, August 30th, 1813, 210 years ago today, the vicious, and I mean vicious, Native American white wars kicked into high gear. It was the Fort Mims massacre north of Mobile, Alabama. About 500 settlers, and we write vividly about this in Killing Crazy Horse. 500 settlers from all around, okay, gathered in a fort. Fort was attacked by the Creek Indians who came up from Florida, and they massacred 500 in that fort. There were blacks in the fort. There were Indians in the fort. 250 scalps taken by the Creeks. Brutal. Unbelievable massacre that you never even heard of it. Okay? All right. President Madison gets word of this. And remember, it wasn't like instantaneous. And he sends Andrew Jackson, the tough guy in Tennessee, down. And Jackson defeats the Creeks. And believe me, Jackson was as brutal as they come. That set off 75 years of war between Indians and white people. And the reason was that the European whites were encroaching on Native American lands. Simple as that. All this wave, millions of people coming over from Europe to the New World, Indian land, whites are taking it. Indians didn't really like that. Boom. 75 years. So the best source of history about the Indian Wars is killing crazy horse. The best, bar none. I know I'm bragging. Huge bestseller. But you want to know about it? It kicked off 210 years ago today. All right, lively mail segment and a final thought about me doing something that is annoying me. I'm doing something that annoys myself. I'm going to tell you what that is. We'll be right back. All right, let's get to the mail. Uh, we got uh, Dorothy Quinn, Royal Oak, Michigan. Wow, Bill, the Joe Biden analysis is really good. I was mesmerized. That's why I've been following you for 22 years. Well, we appreciate your loyalty, Dorothy. What we did yesterday, and if you're a premium or concierge member on BillOReilly.com, you can access it anytime you want. We use clips of Biden talking favorably about racists, about white racist senators. Okay? Biden was their buddy. So we use those clips. You saw it. That was yesterday. Become a premium or concierge member. Not only do you get to see anything anytime you want, you get a transcript, written transcript free of, of what you want to see. Um, Henry Ainert, East Strasburg, Pennsylvania, on the Jersey border. Bill, is James Comer, or can he subpoena Joe Biden's bank records? If Hunter was paying Joe half his salary, then the bank records should show that. It's not going to turn up in Joe Biden's bank records. As I said earlier in the broadcast, 
I believe that it was services provided to him, bills paid by Hunter and Jim's corporations, big bills. I could be wrong. This is what I'm hearing. But there's enough evidence out there. Barry Ridge, Round Rock, Texas. Bill, uh, what did Romania get for their payments to Hunter Biden? Recently, a photo of Joe Biden sitting on the beach with a Romanian government official. Never heard any follow-up on this. That's because it didn't happen, Barry. So, on August 13th, Joe Biden was on the beach in Delaware with a man named Mark Gittenstein. Mark Gittenstein. American. He was the ambassador to Romania under President Obama. Now, What they were talking about, I don't know. But let's be accurate in our reportage about President Biden. Nancy Brenfleck, Prescott, Arizona. I do not trust anything about Kamala Harris. I'd really been worried if something happened to Biden that she would be in there as president. She couldn't be any worse than Biden. And if Biden can't fulfill his first term, Kamala will take over. She's not going to be able to do anything. House will block anything she tries to do. She writes executive orders who immediately get uh, challenged in the federal courts. So I wouldn't worry about that. Michael Brandis, Caledonia, New York. The only chance we have to save this country is if Trump backs out, which will never happen because it's all about Trump. He gave a damn about this country. He'd bow out due to the continuous barrage of legal issues that will continue on. Okay. I mean, Trump doesn't see it that way. He sees himself as the savior of this country. But all opinions uh, we want here on this program. Bill Forrest, Woodbridge, Virginia. I only listen to you, O'Reilly, to get my information and news. Reason is simple. I want facts and fairness, not some politically driven narrative. You have been my paragon of journalism for more than 20 years. Thank you and your excellent team. Excellent team is the forefront here. I really have a good staff. I tell you, I give them a lot of work to do. We have what they call a conference call every morning to set the lineup for the No Spin News. And I'm just kicking them like this. Boom, boom, boom. I did the same thing when I did the factor at the Fox News Channel, but it was an in-person meeting then. Um, And then we would set the lineup and do it. But here it's on the phone. My staff's scattered all over the country. They all work at home. Okay. Um, but I give them stuff like that, the Romanian thing. I just said, find out what that was all about. Bang, comes right back. So we have an excellent staff here. And I'm proud of them, and I'm proud that you uh, have recognized that we are not in the ideology business. We will never be in that business. We are in the fact analysis business. Charles Fish, Colonial Heights, Virginia. Love your final thoughts. Seems Holly the Terror Dog has you well-trained. Nah, Holly uh, toes the line here. But the line, I, I know she's spoiled. I, I know the Terror Dog is spoiled. Um, but it's not, she's not out of control. When I appear on the scene, Holly knows <laughs> certain things that she has to do and not do. So, but. Um, Holly's got 3 million Twitter followers. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name and town. We're getting a lot of mail from 
overseas and, uh, you know, we're on the first, we're on direct TV, we're on this band, we're on the radio, uh, hundreds of stations across the country. And a, a lot of people still haven't gotten the name in town thing. I got to have a name in town to know you're a real person. So anyway, Killing the Witches out September 26th. Um, this is really three books in one. Uh, first one about the horror of Salem. Second one about the battle to make America a Christian or secular nation. Third one about modern day demons. Demons, modern day. Oh, you're going to really. It's pretty spooky. Killing the Witches. Pre-order now. Become a premium or concierge member. Get it free. And if you've got a gift coming up, birthday gift or anything like that, get the premium concierge membership. You get the book free. That's your gift. Okay? Come on. you got to save money here. Um, talking about saving money, we'll give you Killing the Legends and Killing the Killers. And any mug of your choice. We have the best mugs in the world here, made in America. $42.95. We... Uh, have the summer reading special only three more days. Put that back up. You don't have to take it off that much. Put that back up. Killers, Crazy Horse, Legends, all for one very low price, $32.95. Finally, uh, New York State of Mind uh, is essentially sold out, but the uh, good people at Paramount just kicked 70 tickets, primo tickets, back into the pile because they found the space in the Paramount Theater. So we got 70 primo tickets, but you got to get them now. Ticketmaster, BillOReilly.com, Paramount Theater, Huntington, all has that. And that show is going to be hysterical. You're going to love that show. It's reminiscent of the Miller O'Reilly shows, but it, it's a New York-centric thing. But even if you're not from New York, you're going to appreciate the biographical stuff that I bring in about my family, about how I got where I am, all of that. And it's a beautiful time to come to New York, the end of October, and Long Island, well, leaves are changing. You go out to Teddy Roosevelt's house in Sagamore Hill, and you have a a blast. It'll be a great time. So we hope you scarf up those 70 tickets. Word of the day, do not be supercilious. One of my favorite words, S-U-P-E-R-C-I-L-I-O-U-S. Supercilious. All right, final thought about me doing something annoying in a moment. Okay, final thought of the day. So I'm dropping stuff. I don't know. This started, I guess, about a year ago. So dropping the pen, dropping the coffee, dropping this, dropping that. And I'm an athlete. All right, I played four sports when I was growing up. Played college football, high school ice hockey, I mean, I'm semi-pro baseball. I've always been very active and, you know, not the most coordinated guy in the world, but I can pretty much do what I want to do. I don't know, about a year ago, I started dropping stuff. So, and that annoys me, by the way. Not only do I have to bend over and pick it up today, I just take in the little coffee cup and then I spill it. Like, what is this? So there are two reasons why I'm dropping stuff. One, I'm not in a moment. I'm, I'm pounding this into the urchins. Whenever you're doing something, you got to concentrate on it or something's going to go wrong. That's being called in the moment. And I'm always thinking about other stuff. But I did call a doctor friend of mine, all right? And I said, what is this dropping stuff? And he goes, ah, well, 
it's all about you getting older, that you're not as nimble as you used to be, that, you know, you're not in control of your body as much as you were when you were younger. And I said, well, does that mean I'm I'm not shaking or anything? No, 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 no. It's just a matter of when you get older, you get stiffer. Now, I stretch in the ocean, in a pool. I do stretching, all right, all the time. I'm not a big weight lifter. I've never been that because I had to throw to football and throw to baseball and weightlifting doesn't help with that. But I stretch. But, I, but that's when you get older. So to overcompensate now, you know what I'm doing? To not drop stuff, slowing it down. Slowing everything down. Picking up the water like this, taking the top off like very slow. And it's working. But today I dropped the coffee. <laughs> there were some bad words, I have to be honest. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you for tomorrow's special about the 10 issues Republicans have to get across if they want to win back the presidency.